This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. Welcome everyone to Back in My Day, where the not-so-stereotypical millennials are going to hit up some movies from our summer movie wager going back two years ago. So my name's David Petrangelo, and this week I'm joined by... Michael R. Power. And Ian Walter. All right, so what I mean by that is if anyone hasn't listened, or if anyone isn't aware, uh, summer movie wager, uh, myself and Mike got the original idea a couple years ago to do it based on uh, the film cast, which was the Slash film cast <laughs> up until very recently. And they did a summer movie wager where they base, uh, they do a top 10 pick of their movies from that summer for the blockbusters from about mid to end of May, roughly to the um, end of summer, which is roughly the early to mid September range. And they just rank and they take a guess of which movie is going to make the most money, basically domestically in North America. We did the same thing for 2019. I think that was the last one that we did currently. And then uh, just a couple months ago, we went back 25 years and we did 1996 because the last year and a bit has re hasn't really had a summer movie wager. So um, we're going to talk about the result of the 2019 summer movie wager. So, Mike, what happened uh, in September of 2019? We had a result. What happened and what did we have to watch as a yeah, group so we to talk about? We have a friendly wager for whoever uh, gets the most uh, picks right. So whoever gets closest to the actual box office order with their list uh, gets to pick a movie that the rest of the group has to watch. And the movie I picked was uh, John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. It's where Big Trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Jack. They told him to go to hell. He make one move. And that's just where he's going. Um, mostly because I had never seen it. I wanted to watch it. I thought it was a good, good uh, way to get me to watch it. I heard it was good. And then we could talk about it because this is kind of what we do. We talk about things uh, that we liked from our, from our childhood, even though I'd never seen it. I know you guys had liked it. I know it's a beloved cult classic. Um, yeah, so we all watched. I actually watched it last summer. Uh, you guys been slacking a bit on your uh, payment for, for the <laughs> day. So, but you guys have watched it now, and so yeah, we're we're gonna talk about it. And I'm actually glad I picked it because um, I I won't. Well, I guess we can start talking about it now. But yeah, I really yeah. actually like loved the movie. I thought it was great. All right, I, was, well, I can't believe what? I missed it. Yeah, let's let's go for it because um, let's let's talk about sort of if if you. I mean, you you said that we. I think we all kind of knew about it, whether we actually saw it or whether it's been a while since we've seen it. We all know about this movie. We all know about the sort of cheese that it is, the sort of late 80s, mid 80s sort of typical style and things like that. Uh, what was your impression sort of going into the movie? And then was it changed or did it did it evolve from there as you were watching or after? Yeah, I'd heard about this sort of um, Kurt Russell, like campy, uh, cult classic movies and there's this one there's escape from la and there's another like roadhouse escape, escape from yeah. new york too yeah. escape from new york right yeah. 
And I'd never seen any of them because it's just sort of before our time as children of the late 80s. We're late 80s. This came um, out just before we were born. Yeah, Yeah. it didn't play on TV too much, but I'd heard about them. And I always like the cult classic movies, whether it's like Big Lebowski or Super Troopers or anything like that. Like movies that maybe didn't perform as well, but then find a life with an audience and sort of talked about on corners of the internet and stuff like that. So it seemed like up my alley and... uh, I watched it and I just thought like, wow, I can't believe I'd never seen this movie as a kid because I love this movie. It's so, it's the eighties cheese that I love. It's like, it knows what kind of movie it is and it just fully leans into it. And it's hard. And it's like a fan. It's like the fantasy genre is kind of a fantasy movie more than sci-fi, but yeah, kind of yeah. rare to get fantasy movie. And then it has like the muscly, like uh trucker guy in it, which is like, an 80s trope whether it's like predator (laughs) or terminator whatever so i just yeah i thought it was great i thought it was funny and um the perfect amount of cheese yeah i don't know had you guys seen the movie before Before yeah definitely the leaning tower of cheese yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think on both the movies we're going to talk about is a little bit of that yeah yeah what do you think it's a nice double feature i'll say because uh you get in the right mindset and then you know yeah it's definitely got that 80s flavor uh 35 years old uh this summer so just yeah, I don't know, like between, you know, Big Trouble in Little China and I've been kind of doing this running list of the movies that are turning 35 on, uh, and, and noticing that there's like a running theme, like there's, I'm seeing these ties to the MCU, like whether it's uh, Immortus <laughs> in Big Trouble Little China or, um, you know, Howard the Duck in Howard the Duck Howard or, the Duck, yeah. uh, you know, there's like Green Goblin in the Stephen King, uh, what's that, the name of that movie with the, the living truck? Oh, oh yeah the, with the green goblin on the front yes um but it definitely fits in with this whole yeah. like cheesy 80s vibe and it's just non-stop like the dialogue like i was belting <laughs> laughter by the end of this movie like i <laughs> yeah. i don't have like a nostalgic tie to this so so i was definitely like seeing it more from like a satirical like this is pure jokes kind of angle and mm-hmm. you know definitely need a good good drink by your side when you're doing that so oh it's perfect um yeah, so I mean, I, I definitely have some some things to say about it as we kind of get into it, but my yeah. initial reaction was just like kind of hilarious, definitely cheesy uh, 80s flick. So yeah, uh, if I, it was if it was made any other time, I don't think it would have worked half as well as it did. So <laughs> yeah, no, I think you guys are all right. I mean, I don't I don't know if I could say it any better because honestly, that's exactly what it is. Um, and you know, you mentioned the dialogue. You mentioned how how sort of it's sort of like fast paced in a way that it is like this movie never stops. You know, it, it's stop- mm-hmm. the only time it stops is like during the opening credits. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> when it sort of just shows him in, in like the, the, the food market or whatever he's doing before he sits down and, and meets his buddy. Um, but other than that, this movie just like keeps going. And it's just like, this is what this is about. This is what this guy is. This is the history of this. This is the history. You know, you're just getting thrown all this information and it feels like, oh my God, this is so much stuff I have to learn for this 45 minutes that really, you know, hour probably that you are spending in this like world, but it doesn't really matter because it, it, it you almost don't have to really know about that to just sort of go along with the cheese and the fun of the movies. So look, it's, it's, I don't think it's like a, an amazing movie by any means, but at least it's a lot of fun. Um, and at yeah. least I was it's surprised not... that it was a John Carpenter film. So was I. I was yeah, like... I actually completely forgot about that. I saw this years ago, years ago, and I do not remember 
at least 60% or 70% of this movie. So I'm glad that we watched it again. I'm glad that you picked this, Mike, because it is something that I just needed to watch again. And now I know that I can go back to this and just have a good time watching it. Like now it's I will on the say 80s though, list. I will say I've never wanted to win a summer movie wager more so I can try and torture you guys with the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Going from like this to Kazam is just like, hey man. What, what, the floor's open. The floor's open. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome. Uh, but, but I, uh, yeah. I was gonna say it really wants it really makes me want to go back and watch the other movies, the escape from I know it's not the same character, the snake plusskin character or whatever, but I want to watch his other uh uh movies now because I yeah. feel like this one dipped my toe in the water. I liked I think I'll like the other ones. Maybe they'll become like cult favorites of mine that I'll watch. And, yeah, the uh, other well, ones it's... I've seen, they're 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 more action. Like they're they're yeah, like action. the action hero thing. And and what actually mm-hmm. one of the notes I, I pointed out to myself while I was watching this was that. You know, they make you feel like he's the action hero in this, but really he's an idiot and he never really gets. Yeah. Like he, he hardly uh, gets it done himself. He's Jack Burton. He's too cool for school. He's well, too, co- he's too cool to know how to contact. shoot a gun. You, you know, are. like he's, <laughs> you know, the uh, critique of the first Indian Jones movie, if you like to bring up where it's like all that stuff would have happened. Like in Without the indie is inconsequential to the story. It's right. he's just going through the motions. He's just there sort of experiencing it all that's how i felt about this movie too but i like yeah. that i don't mind that i don't mind seeing like the, the main character being that sort of audience surrogate and kind of like being in this crazy world like he, it's true yeah. he's just a trucker he's not like has a magic or the, he's, knows he's karate 100%. or whatever like, he's just yeah, yeah he's just experiencing he's that, he's that this world. Audience audience a knife surrogate. in your boot and you're good to go yeah that's it yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh my god the point <laughs> <laughs> the, the my favorite part like as i was sort of realizing wait a second he's not like okay yeah he shot a couple guys once he figured out how to use the gun like he couldn't even he couldn't remember to turn the safety off like you know things Can we like talk that, about like, that yeah. gun for a second like as as avid shooters and, and gamers like yeah to, to be using a submachine gun like a pistol like come yeah. on <laughs> and it <laughs> shoots it shoots like one too it's like boop, 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 yeah. boop, boop. <laughs> Like that's all it's doing. Yeah, there's no it, flash. There's no nothing. It's just yeah. him just it's, moving his hand. <laughs> it's funny yeah. that you mentioned wanting to revisit um, Kurt Russell movies because I think it's it's interesting seeing that this is a John Carpenter film. Clearly, they've worked together before. I mean, The Thing is a classic horror mm-hmm. film from 1982, yeah. a remake of The Thing with John Carpenter directing and uh, you know Kurt Russell at the helm. So to see the contrast between like a semi-serious horror film to this is but i guess as a director if you're good at horror you're probably good at comedy and vice versa right we've mentioned that before yeah yeah yeah, Um, for sure so there was definitely a lot of comedy in this (laughs) oh it's i mean i that's that's another thing i was gonna ask you guys like is this an action movie or is it a comedy movie i mean i know it's both but like i don't know i don't know that you have to put it in one category or the other Comedy, comedy yeah. action comedy. Kind yeah, of. I mean, which yeah. is which is kind yeah. of what to me is what Indiana Jones feels like as well, especially mm-hmm. especially the third one. Um, but uh, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I just I was sitting there going, oh no, this is a comedy. Like I I, I remember this being more of like the action hero thing, but I think that's because I'm getting it mixed up with the Snake Plissken movies. Like I th- mm-hmm. honestly I think that's what it was. So I'm I'm yeah, happy like, that I that I watched maybe it like Last Action Hero a little bit. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that's very, very similar. Exactly, yeah. I, I, it's so weird. There's so many weird, like so weird, weird touches. That's where I think the John Carpenter. There's like a like a it was like a creepy kind of werewolf, kind of like yeah. Like wh- okay, what is that? Where you have the flex, 
yeah. It's like Weasel from Suicide Squad in the 80s. <laughs> this is exactly what I thought of when I saw yeah. it. On Royce. Like yeah. from the Ernest Halloween film. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. They just kind of threw weird stuff in it. One was just like, whatever. It's the 80s. Like, we the, can just. That thing pops up and grabs her. Yeah. That thing yeah. pops up and grabs her. I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that thing? And there's there's like, no explanation. Like, creepy monkey from Land of the Lost. Yeah. It's like three, it's all these uh, ridiculous ideas thrown into this one yeah. character that really is in it for what, like three minutes until and the, the very end, until the end, yeah, until the singer. And I yeah. couldn't uh, help but think of Raiden when those three oh, guys yeah. in the hats showed up with shoot oh. lightning out of their hands. Like that was definitely that... the Raiden clan, and that was the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we all had the same thought. <laughs> Maybe. So what came were... first, Mortal Kombat or this movie? Who knows? It was so much. It was well, so Mortal Kombat, hundred yeah, percent. To that point, there were bones of Mortal Kombat. Like if if Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. was not inspired in some way by by at least the lore that this was inspired mm-hmm. by, like that something. Like, the that the guy had the same me. had the same you know ancient sort of hat and thing. Like that outfit was very similar. I there's just there's little things in this that I thought were almost had nothing. I mean, they had something to do with the story. But my favorite part actually is. The Henry Swanson character that he that he acts as. I wrote this down because I think it's hilarious. It's a it's where he goes into, I guess, the brothel or some version of a brothel that he goes in there to try and find the girl. And he calls himself Henry Swanson and he's got the glasses on and he's got the corny suit or whatever. And I wrote this down because I thought it was hilarious. Henry Swanson's my name and excitement's my game. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of dialogue. That's and it's amazing. And it's I go so and then I thought about this after because I was just laughing about this scene because it's it's great because he acts like the tough guy that he knows everything that he's the mm-hmm. you know he can handle whatever and then he has to go in and act like the goofy guy. I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's so funny. But then I was like, wait, his name's Henry Swanson. We need a spin-off movie with Ron Swanson and Henry yeah. Swanson. That's what we need. <laughs> cash what charge? Oh gosh, cash, I guess. I mean, it's not deductible, is it? <laughs> so you talk to Tammy. What's it like to stare into the eye of Satan's butthole? So how long you been in the US of A? Three months. Where from? Hong Kong. <laughs> What happens? You uh, you stay here a while, old girls leave, new girls come in, or...? Maybe. Tammy and I don't work. We are oil and water. Or oil and TNT and C4 and a detonator and a butane torch. Nothing good will come. Wait. She's here, isn't she? I'll be sick. I'll watch, I'll watch anything with Ron I would, on. Exactly, so, right? <laughs> But like you're right about the dialogue. Like I was just howling. Like the, the, I think the cheesiest line in the whole thing was definitely first time you ever plugged somebody, and then he's like, "Of course not." Of course. <laughs> like, the first time he shoots someone with that ridiculous yeah. gun. Yeah. After like, he learns to turn, turn the safety somebody, off. He's like, "Of course not. Of course I've murdered people before." Like, oh my god. <laughs> Look at me. Who I'm are these top. Of course, I've murdered someone. <laughs> like, yeah. And then I looked up Mortal Kombat. It came out in '92, so I would be surprised if the developers weren't fans of this movie. Yeah, I, yeah. Would be I mean, this was a surprised. big movie too, right? It was popular. It's not like it was a nothing film. And and you know what? There's lots of people in this too. Like, there's there's um, the one guy that I recognized immediately. I mean, of course, there's Kim Cattrall, and there's there's him. Is is uh, where's the actor's name now? I gotta find it. Um, Victor Wong. 
which yes. I don't know if you guys recognize Victor him from Hong, anything. Actually. Oh, is that what it is? Sorry, James Hong. No, you're you're recognizing Victor Wong. Yes. And I'm recognizing James Hong. Ah, okay. So reason. Victor Wong. So Victor Wong, I know him and I knew him immediately because even six years, this movie comes out six years prior to where I recognize him from. He looks almost exactly the same, which maybe that's a good thing because he probably just didn't age in those six years. Is he's the grandfather in the three ninjas movies. <laughs> That's yes, what, I love like, those movies. So that's what I knew him from. And I go, oh, nice. it's him. And he's kind of the grandfather character in this too. He kind of knows everything and he has like knowledge of all the special powers and the history and everything. And I was like, oh, this is great. I love this guy. <laughs> well, I thought you were definitely going to go with James Hong and there's a reason for that. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know the timing, but he definitely looks like in the same age range from when he debuted on Seinfeld for... <laughs> oh yeah oh my god yeah hold on i'm gonna try and the figure... chinese restaurant episode yeah that's right and he was also in one episode of friends so he's definitely oh but that doesn't even scratch the surface this guy has 444 acting credits on imdb oh yeah he does wow oh, my god. Oh, my god. he's yeah. epic he's been in so many movies wow like he was in even in Agents of Shield as like a relative of Melinda May. Whoa! Like here's here's. Are you looking at it right now? Look what's at the top of his list: Gremlins, Secrets mm. of Mogwai, the TV series mm. that is in post production right now. Nice. <laughs> like what? There's a there's a Gremlins TV series. <laughs> well, I, I I kind of knew that there was a rumor about them doing a Gremlins project. Oh, Wouldn't be man. surprised if he was in the original. Oh, it says that, oh, it might be a Chinese production. So maybe that's why you haven't heard of it as much. So maybe it's a bit different. Anyways, those are the guys I recognized <laughs> or the guy that I recognized. Um, yeah, yeah. Was, was there any, was there any like, uh, like main standout uh, funny moment or, or, or like what the fuck moment for you, Mike, that, that you found? Cause to me, to me, it was, it was the Henry Swanson thing was the funniest. And then there's a couple like WTF moments like later in the movie for yeah, sure. Yeah. My favorite line is when he was like, um, you people sit tight, hold the fort, keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Call the president. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's like, wow, you really think highly of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> this is how, and I love the way Kurt Russell delivers. He's just so good. Yeah, he's, he's such great. a good actor. He's so just, like great so watchable. That. And it's like, it's like, I just don't feel like the movie stars today are as, I don't know as likable as watchable as relatable like i could just watch it's the it's the 80s and 90s it's like when you had movie stars and not it wasn't about franchises it was like movie stars drove to the individual theaters. and you yeah. just yeah you just wanted to like you just watch kurt russell like read the dictionary you know what i mean like he's just that entertaining and charming like i just like him i just think he's great i love him in the mcu as ego just oh man oh he's, so he's a good he's actor great. I, I absolutely i'm gonna go back and watch another time to the mcu I didn't yeah. yeah yeah right <laughs> and um yeah so i just i think that's i think it's just like i would highly recommend it if you like 80s like peak 80s uh silliness wackiness cheese movies and if you like john carpenter and this is like people have described it as like the most john carpenter movie and like it's the kind of movie that didn't do good at the box office and didn't really get reviewed well, but then was found by sort of yeah. an audience on um, home video and TV and people just fell in love with it. And it but had I do a longer life too. Than... I understand that. I, do. I, understand I get that. it when yeah. I'm watching it because like there are things about it that make it super cheesy that I think if it was like a new release and you're trying to push it as like a serious 
yeah. blockbuster or something, then that's something where you'd be like, critics would be panning it. And yeah, it's not because it's not that. action choreography is hilarious. Oh, it's, like, first of all, it's like ridiculous. from start to finish, it's not ridiculous. like, oh, there was one really good sequence and then the rest, no, it's all consistently <laughs> cheesy. Yeah. Um, and then, on t- and we can talk about some of those moments too. But I thought it was interesting. Like they made some choices that I never would have imagined. And I'd, I don't remember the movie too well. So when I'm watching it and the, the main big bad, like James Hong. Yeah. Gets unceremoniously like just stabbed. And then, yeah. and then from there, you almost have to go down the chain as opposed to having to work up to the big boss. Uh, you got to go right. down to the second hand man, the third hand man, like the storm ra- raiding guy. And then like all <laughs> yeah. that, they all have to like collapse like dominoes under after you take out the big guy, which is not how, how most of these action films go. Right. No, so, that's right. true. That's true. Well, it's, it's interesting too, because of, yeah, because that, that whole fight scene at the end there where they sort of see like the ceremony, which is very temple of doom is the first thing I thought of. That's what it, that's what it kind of looked like. Um, they walk in and there's the, you know, there's this sort of crowd in front of them. They're up on sort of like a stage, I guess you could call it. And they're about to do like the quote unquote ceremony. And, uh, and I was like, oh, this is Temple of Doom. And then he goes and he, he lifts the gun and he, he sh- he's like, all right, let's go. And he, he shoots the ceiling <laughs> and the, the ceiling just knocks him out. <laughs> just, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like a bumbling idiot. The so whole thing. He somehow so survives. But and then the number two is able to shatter that gun oh, into man. a million pieces and then can't handle his up. Actually, that was the funniest thing, too. He didn't even fight to no. the death. He, just he didn't do anything. Of- he got a mental explosion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but then his his my friend there, man, is dead. Yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> like whoa, it blew his mind. It literally blew his mind. Like <laughs> the uh, yeah, literally. It, yeah, his friend, uh, uh, his buddy Wang, who's who's I guess sort of you know said like, hey, you have to help me come pick mm-hmm. up my fiance and stuff like that. Like that guy is basically Liu Kang. He's jumping around all over the place. Yeah, and yeah. He's, fuck, he's kicking ass like everywhere. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And then like that last fight scene where he's fighting one of the sort of the, the lower, I guess the middle guy, like you, like you were saying, Ian, the sort of got to go down the chain and they're just jumping in the air and yeah. just, they're in the air <laughs> for like 10 hilarious. seconds. Like, it's like when you fighting with their sword movie and they do that exact same thing. And it's just like carbon copy. It's great. It's hilarious. Um, but that's where like, crouching tiger hidden scenes. dragon got it from okay there we go the inspiration. The inspiration yeah <laughs> when i mean that they were consistently cheesy i think when it first pops off is when he kind of pulls the truck into the alley and watch and they're in the truck watching this battle yeah. now i don't know if you guys are big fans of this movie right here oh, yeah. anchorman anchorman but that definitely gave me anchorman vibes when <laughs> ben stiller shows up yeah. in the different uh it's, did you get his stab? Did you have a trident? Like, where did you get a trident? Like that kind of stuff. Like, like Rick killed a guy. Just popping off, and you don't even yeah. know why. It's just like man, hilarious. And they're just sitting in the truck, and these guys that are fighting don't care that there's a transport Rick truck in an alleyway. Like, first of all, how big is that alleyway? Yeah. <laughs> like That's multiple so alleyways. True. The guy's like, make another left. Go that way. Go that way. Like what? What? <laughs> it's like the largest alleyway you could ever find ever. Like. that was wild oh my god this movie man it's it's you know it sounds like we're making fun of it but honestly it's it's fun you know like and that's really what it comes down to but you had to laugh because each each uh like the fight choreography again i'll I'll hark back to this but yeah like every single motion had its own moment in time and that's what it was it's like even when they had like these super 
supernatural effects happening when the I remember uh, the like James Hong and uh, Victor Wong were yeah. battling with like it looked like they were video gaming. Oh my god! Like, I they, wrote that down. They were, <laughs> they, dude, they were playing Mortal Kombat against each other. That's what they were Mortal doing. Kombat, but Mortal Kombat in slow mo, or so even funny. the supernatural beings were in slow mo. And he doing, literally like, has his hands doing this with his thumbs yeah. as if he's playing yeah. a controller with his golden coke nails. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Neil just I'm rose. so glad you guys got enjoyment out of this movie. I'm so oh, glad. Oh, it, was a, and, it was a blast. And it set the bar because then we have the Kazam fiasco and whatever someone's got cooking next. Because that's yeah, yeah, whatever, whoever wins yeah. the next summer wager is gonna have to top those two. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's gonna be tough. And we you know, we'll probably go back 25 years again, so we'll see what happens in 97. Because mm-hmm. I think movies get progressively a little less cheesy. And we could go back to the 80s. We could go back 35 years. We could go back 40 if we wanted to. But <laughs> let's talk a bit about the end, like what goes down and how you think it wraps up. Like, do you think yeah. this is something that should have got a sequel or is it something that stands alone? Like, you know what I mean? Like, where, where, did, how did you feel it sat at the end? Was it something that had stakes that like paid off or I don't know? I don't know, Mike. What do you think? It's so like 80s stakes. Like, movies <laughs> nowadays have to be like, <laughs> Like, especially in, like, superhero comic book movies, I feel this a lot. And I think it has to be, like, the world, entire world is ending. And yeah. writers can fall into this trap. But if you actually look at the best movies, like the Logans or the Dark Knights, like, sometimes the small stakes where you get to know, like, in Logan, you get to know the characters. And it's a smaller stake. It's not the world going to end. It's just this one girl you're trying to save. But that can be so much more um, impactful and meaningful. And this movie is just like the low pan guy, like just they're just saving this guy's fiance because she has green eyes or whatever, right? Like that's the whole <laughs> yeah, story. Right. That's the it's other thing. Really, that like, he's never met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fiance's never then met. Then they're making out the and but I guess it's, it's like, all uh, I guess the end. low pan is gonna get powerful and he's gonna reanimate himself and right. do right. do that's, things, but it's yeah. not it doesn't feel like the whole world's at stake. It's like this one saving this one life right and that's like i but i actually think um this had uh like franchise potential i don't know like i feel like they could have had jack burton on other like go on another like adventure and yeah this, and like, do a completely different world like this was yeah, like the chinatown yeah. world this is like china like, and you could do like india and it's like whatever their uh, mythology is there or right. japan or whatever right like they could have done something like that but this was back before um ips were mined to death like they are now but so yeah, yeah. It, it does, but it works fine as a standoff, just fun little adventure, silly movie. I think. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of fun how like it's it's interesting how in the mid '80s to late '80s that, um, you know, he's he's always like, oh, I'm so good looking. She can't she can't keep away from me. Like, oh, you know, or or the part where they're underwater and 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 she's <laughs> he like comes up like right beside her or something. Yeah, and and uh, and she's like she says something like. Um, uh, you're you're in my space. I'm trying to I'm trying to survive here or something. It's like I'm just so happy to be alive. That's you know that's you know there's all the he always is like and he's like you know stop rubbing up against me. You're getting yeah, yeah. Or yeah. But then at the end, then at the end they're just like, aren't you even gonna kiss her goodbye? And he's like, no. And he just walks away. And I was like, that's amazing. And like this guy's a baller, man. Yeah. This guy's yeah. great. <laughs> um, but then you know, I, I yeah, I think the way it wraps up is is there's potential there, but I guess it just didn't do well enough as part of what it is. 
and and it just didn't warrant but i think like what's the next movie the crazy gremlin thing chasing him like like what's or that's just like the opening scene like in a like yeah you know where he deals with that and then you know he's into the next thing but uh yeah i don't know i i think the love story was a bit half-baked to be honest oh sure i mean it's it's hardly Um, a love story yeah it's just there exactly i think it's just there because it's an action movie in the 80s and i I thought it was a strange choice where she's like waiting to see what he's gonna do and yeah that's definitely an 80s thing and then he's like he's like oh yeah no like she's like are you gonna kiss her no no yeah (laughs) that is weird yeah also i love how her name is gracie law and she's a lawyer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> Jack like Burton. she belongs. She belongs in a in a in a cartoon or a video game because her mm-hmm. name is Gracie Law and she's mm-hmm. a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I just thought, and then he he kind of takes off, and it's clear that like eh, it's an open ended question, but at the yeah. same time, he's probably just going to go on to the next adventure, Indiana Jones style, and leave her behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's taking the pork chop express to somewhere else. You know, that's what yeah. he's doing. <laughs> that, was great, that was another great. That was another great touch to his character was that he's kind of like a podcaster in his truck you know he's like he's going along he is like, all right guys whoever's listening to me i'm just gonna give you the shoot the shit like, is that what he's doing yeah. is he just like talking on the open radio and whoever listens so. listens the ham radio yeah yeah it's like the very first podcast in 1986 <laughs> <laughs> we found it we found the originator never mind anybody else guys we're yeah. just following his lead that's it yeah. <laughs> and that's we definitely right. can't get better than that we all just want to be jack burton <laughs> yeah. exactly in my day <laughs> burton in my day <laughs> name change on the way um okay so we've we've made our way through uh, little china with this movie and we now are going to talk about i would assume one of the cheesiest mid-90s movies i mean it it's just spells random ideas all over the place i mean so does big trouble in little china but this i would say even more so so um we're gonna talk about kazam on the other side because that's what i chose for our 1996 summer movie wager um i won it this year mike won it in 2019 which is why we watch the other movie our host is significantly more cruel than uh, i (laughs) i'm a sick sick person i I am a sick sick person i'd like to say i'm sorry but i'm not i'm really not See, as the winner of the summer movie, movie wager you can see it as like you know, I'm going to pick something good that we can all enjoy <laughs> and uh, we can have a laugh about later. We can enjoy something for you later on the show. Or you can pick it as like, I have I have the power now to torture these guys and I'm the winner and I'm going to like, you know, That's right. show them. Jedi the versus winner. Sith right here. Yeah, hey, yeah. I got to watch like it too. I got to watch it too. So. And, uh, Dave, went, Dave went dark side on this. On That's this it. Choice, yeah, I, I went pure dark side. So <laughs> he picked Kazam, the shack. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal genie movie that I didn't even think existed. I thought it was called Shazam. It started Sinbad. Oh, oh, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah, it's Sinbad. Yeah. Okay, so on the other side of this, we're gonna review that movie and go through our thoughts on that movie. So we'll uh, we'll do that in just a second. Hey, dare to wake me. 
Okay, welcome back, everybody. We are now going to be talking about Shazam. I mean, Kazam, right? That's what it is. Is it Kazam? Yeah, it's Kazam. <laughs> the weird... We're all about superhero films. We are all about superheroes, and apparently we're all about genies as well, um, which spells some odd issues in this movie that I was watching. Like, mm, I don't know about that. Um, okay, so as I mentioned before, uh, the 1996 summer movie wager uh, I chose as the winner to watch Kazam, which is a 96 movie. Like you guys mentioned as well, not as nice of a pick as big trouble in little China. I knew that going in, but it was what I had teed up because I figured I, I know I never saw this movie as a kid. I've never seen this movie, which is so weird. So um, Mike, I'll let you go first because you, you won the last one. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys know what my, overall impressions of Kazam was and I will tell you that it is way too serious for its own good um, because it has a storyline about a kid and his family and his just messy divorce and things like that and Shaq is not a good actor Shaq tries to rap multiple times there's, there's, there's unnecessary rap battles that happen halfway through this movie. And, uh, multiple times I sat through and over an hour of Shaq trying to launch his rap career. (laughs) Thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Like I said before, sorry, but not sorry. Um, yeah, no, this movie's not good. I'm sorry, guys. It's not good. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, but this movie's not good. Um, it's, it's trying to be cheesy. I think it's going for that cheese sometimes, but not all the way, which is where it finds the problems where it's just kind of like, you know, it wants to be fun because it's Shaq and he's doing goofy things like having towels come out of his ears that turn into a a turban on his head and, and all these like weird things that these goofy sort of gags, I guess is basically what he's there for. But then there's this like really dark sort of storyline about like a mob and his family going through a messy divorce and a stepdad. And like, it's just like, okay. it does turn unnecessarily dark. Yeah. Like pick Definitely. a lane, you know, like which one you, which, what are you doing here? I don't know if this is like a nineties thing where it's like, Oh, this kid lives with his mom and his dad's a no show. And it's, he's the, he's the kid that's the troublemaker at school, but like super it seems, relatable kid. Yeah. It seems so familiar to all these movies that we grew up with. And, um, I felt like I was just watching another movie that I remember from the nineties, just, I hadn't seen this before. Um, and you know, it has three stars on IMDb and it probably deserves to have three or four. So <laughs> yeah. out of 10, yeah. out of 10, out of 10. Yeah. Definitely not out of five. Yeah. Um, all right, Mike, what you think? <laughs> all right. So I, uh, before I give my thoughts, I will give the thoughts of the legendary Roger Ebert, Ooh, who reviewed this movie and who is a staple of, you know, 90s movie reviews. And of course. Uh, so this is what he said about the movie after giving it 1.5 stars. I'm not sure if it's out of four or five. He said, Shaq has already proven he can act. Here he shows he can be likable in a children's movie. What he does not show is good judgment in his choice of material. The filmmakers didn't care to extend themselves beyond the obvious commercial possibilities of their first dim idea. <laughs> you and know what? He's not, he's he not far it. off. And then, and then Siskel, Siskel said, it's marketing, not movie making. And 
I don't even think Shaq can act. I think Roger Ebert is actually being kind. I think yeah. I, I said in my short review on Letterboxd after I gave it one star to five, what's worse? His acting, like Shaq's acting or rapping? Like I can't tell what's worse. Well, um, yeah, it's, they're both it's both bad. It, yeah. it is. It really is. Um, um there's just a there's abs I didn't see this movie either, so it was a fair I can pick. tell you his rapping is far worse. Okay, <laughs> okay right. definitive. I, I, guys. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I kind of agree. But um his uh what did I say? Yeah, it's a fair pick because it's all this movie that kind of lived in like the culture with the whole Mandela effect of that Shazam movie, yeah. where it was like there's a there's a movie called Shazam starring Sinbad that people seem to remember, but that's not a real movie. Yeah. Uh, but there is a movie called Kazama Shack. And so I kind of was curious what the movie was. And like you, Dave, I'd never seen it before. Um, and so fair pick, but you know, 10 minutes into it, I was just like, wow, this is hot garbage, <laughs> hot garbage, just oh, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing redeeming about this movie at all. Like I cannot give a single positive. I try. I'll try I, I could try, but it would just be lying to they you. They couldn't I, even choose Dave. a cute kid. I'm sorry. The kid's yeah. not even cute. <laughs> the kid's not even the kid cute. Is a, the kid is a horrible actor. Shaq is a horrible actor. They're on screen the entire movie. It's pretty painful. It's 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 pretty bad. Um, is it a Disney movie? Like I just I don't know what they're thinking. I think Roger. No, I think they like, uh, they acquired it from Fox. Oh, it's I, Fox. I want, I want it's just like I hope. It's just it it, bo- it bombed even though it's just sort of like trying to milk you know dumb parents in the 90s to take their kids <laughs> to this movie basically and it is so bad it's not even entertaining from a kid's point of view i don't think and it's got this like sad subplot of like this kid who's never been his dad and his mom getting divorced and me and their dad it's like what the heck are these people doing it's not even, and it's not even like and- Fun. Is this the it's same? Terrible. It's the same year as Space Jam, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Ninety-six. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, it's oh, okay. Year. Michael Jordan's got his movie. Okay, yeah. Shaq, what do you want to do? Shaq's okay, going to do it too. Genie. Yeah, let's do a genie movie. Yeah. So not only was Shaq yeah. and was Shaq not as good of a player, he's definitely not as good at picking <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, I think Shaq admitted, like I was looks like googling a little bit behind the scenes of this movie, and Shaq just admitted, like, hey, I'm just a kid from I think from New Jersey or something, like. And I just like dreamed of being in the movies and they offered me $7 million. And I just took whatever crap they kind of <laughs> did. And I wanted to be in the movie. And he just like, he didn't know. He had no, no way to vet the script. He didn't know what, what was what happening. Right. So yeah, it's just, it's just bad. It, don't watch it. <laughs> and they, they, they were just, honestly, it seems like they're just trying too hard. You know, like you can tell that they're trying to have this like serious subplot, which I think is by far the worst part. Like it's so, it does not need to be a part of this movie. This needs to be a fun movie, like big trouble in little China, you know, like there needs to be subplots, but everything else around it needs to over, you know, take over and sort of make this fun. And every time you have fun, the next scene is the kid crying in a corner, you know, or a scene with his dad getting beat up by one of the mobsters. You know, it's just like, what, like, why are you doing this? Yeah, it's not even for kids. It's not, point. no, it's, it, that's the thing. It's like um, half this movie is not for kids. Like, and there's like a music video, like, We we Are Genie or something. And just like, at that point, movie, I was like, oh my God. I wanted to, like, <laughs> thankfully, I was rushing through this thing. I wanted to, like, just hit record right after that. I was ready. I was like, <laughs> that's, that's all right. you needed. So, so, um, yeah, Ian, so go for it, man. He's going toe to toe. Like, 
we got Shaq going toe to toe with a little kid and you know, an annoying kid at that. Right. So like <laughs> what, so he can't even hold his own against a kid in a rap battle. That's basically what it comes down to. <laughs> I'm a genie, whatever. I'm a weenie, you know, big, yeah. big, <laughs> Uh, Mr. Feeney, you know, whatever you want to say. The rap was... No, no, keep going, keep going. The rest of the episode, you have to rhyme the whole way. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm wearing a beanie and I'm rhyming like a beanie, you know? But like, no, but seriously, like, it was just, it was egregious. Like, as a hip-hop fan, first and foremost, that was the thing that killed it. Uh, And I I, I didn't even have memories of this movie, just similar to Big Trouble in Little China. Like, I may have watched it as a kid, but I don't really, it's not memorable. And I, I did not realize that it was essentially just a music video, an extended music video shoot with the, with the genie plot yeah. surrounding it. Like it's That's funny. pretty much what it is. It's got a magic um, boom box. Like, all right. It's kind of crazy, but it's not <laughs> unbelievable. But when you compare it to something like Space Jam, it's like night and day. So oh just God. like, just the dialogue was terrible. Um, where I was like, laughing out loud at the cheese like laughing with it with big trouble in little china i was probably laughing at it with kazan yeah but there was overall there... a good pairing for a double feature especially when you're a couple <laughs> drinks in and now you can just poke fun at this hot mess so yeah that's, I, you know, I, I don't have much to say but i will say this uh yeah no <laughs> not, not <for> me. <laughs> when he came out started rhyming i was like is he gonna rhyme the whole movie i was like i cannot handle I, this so bad. i was trying to decide whether he just should and they should just go for it and then right. that would be the movie but then it's not that movie right you know and i think when he's not doing the rhyming you can kind of see like okay well they have this genie there's something going on here but then again they just they're always going to hammer you over the head with the fact that this kid's a rebel at school and he's, you know. Was doesn't... this made, do you know, was this made after Aladdin? Because I feel like it's just like the genie, Robin Williams, genie and Aladdin was a big hit. But that's just milked this. Like, Aladdin was 92. So they Aladdin was 92. Years yeah. Before yeah. they turned the lamp into a jukebox. Yeah. yeah it was like, <laughs> right. let's just milk this genie concept. People know. So, it doesn't really explain it too well. It's just like, like in Aladdin is the whole song. Yeah, you ain't never met a friend like me. And he's just like explaining all the genie, the rules of a genie, and all this stuff. Here's just like, yeah, and you're genie kid. You got three wishes. It's like, what the hell? Like, is going on? You just on have to here? know. Like, it's just the way it is. See, I guess they so, soon everyone saw Aladdin. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and and I will say that they did. They used. They had to find a way to not let him burn through his three wishes right away. So they kind of yeah. made this thing where he's a rusty genie who doesn't really know how to perform. I don't know the whole yeah. thing, and, and it's like, only material. Like he only does material things. It seems that's like what he was saying. Yeah, which is I, I kind of they whatever. don't do a good job of explaining it. But they're basically saying there's genie, and then there's a more powerful version of a genie with a a jinn, right? Yeah, and the jinn yeah, right. uh, can can kind of do these ethereal uh, wishes. Well, what I what but I don't what understand. it boils down to fundamentally when we get towards the end is a poor choice in like it's just there's no solid message in it it's no, just a re- kids film right that's that's so, that's yeah, a very what's good the point. message to the kids yeah yeah that's a very good point i mean like the I whole just, thing is like i want to give my dad a second chance like that's the only thing where it seems like oh that's where they're going with this but then overall that's not really what you get out of it so it's like okay so what's a kid like you guys just said what's the kid getting out of this then if that's not 
what they're going for. I mean, the dad's a piece of shit anyway. So who fucking yeah. cares? Like, yeah. <laughs> like you're yeah. supposed to care about the dad. He doesn't care about the kid. Like if he, no. if he seemed to care about the kid, but he just didn't have a choice because like the mob guys were kind of pressuring him and stuff. I could see that, but that's not what's happening. He, to me anyways, that's not what it felt like. So it's just like, all right. So I guess just be a rebel kid and get lucky and kick a boom box and find Shaq in it one day and you'll, everything will be fine. Like, what are you, what are you getting out of this? Yeah. Like- <laughs> Basically, like, even if he was a metaphor for an imaginary friend, like, right. I don't even know uh, how you grow out of that. Like you don't really, you just get what you want out of your imaginary friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. The, it's the fu- insane. One of the funniest things, which is, which is not even part of the message of the movie at all. I just have to, before I even forget is that the, the opening of the movie is a slow-mo of them knocking down this building and mm-hmm. Shaq is apparently the genie is apparently in the inside a, a lamp, right? First of all, there's a lamp shop. Like where, when do you ever, there's lamp shops in places <laughs> like that's a thing. I guess it is. Um, and he's like, he's like yawning or something. It's like waking him up. He's like, and it sounds like he's doing like a, an impression of Schwarzenegger or something. Cause he falls <laughs> yeah. over and he's like, Aah! And then 10 minutes later, the kid kicks a boombox and now he's in a boombox. So is he in a lamp or in a boombox? Which one is it? And like, I don't know if it's like Bumblebee and he's speaking through radio, but somehow he has like urban dialect and yeah, not right. like yeah. thousands year old dialect. <laughs> yeah. Just like he just knows. Like, he just knows. But, yeah, he knows what things are. But doesn't know how like... to rap. <laughs> yeah, but he, <laughs> he doesn't know how to pull. I mean, it's 80, it's, it's 96. At this point, you have dre you have the beastie boys you have everything that's fantastic about rap at this point that is like the core good stuff that is really starting to ramp up you have run dmc and all this stuff and this guy can't even put together three sentences that are entertaining whatsoever like come on (laughs) no no come on (laughs) oh boy there's a awful. version of this that could have worked if the script, there is. I think if they had leaned into the rhyming thing, so everything that came out of his mouth was rhymes and they got like a legit rapper to do it, that could be something fun to play with. But uh, but, but no. even the special <laughs> effects were bad. You know what I mean? Like he didn't really do anything with his power. Like the bit, the most special effect budget they spent on was when he like flew the freaking French toast around. The French, yeah, yeah the French toast. toast. I was, I was like, an what expensive the shot fuck is going that on? That looked like yeah. an expensive it's shot so for ninety six. Also, I just why heard, is he flying just, it around the room? Why isn't he just oh, like? None of it made sense. <laughs> I just read the whole entire movie went from idea to production. So the idea of the movie to production, shooting the movie well, in ten weeks. In ten weeks. Oh well, that's God. what I was gonna say. Like, yeah. again, so I'm not sure on board, the exact timing. The but studios, you know, they usually know what projects mm. are being made, so that like you get the volcano and Dante speak those kind of things come out. And we're talking about Space Jam. I don't know. Was this a movie that they wanted to make and they found Shaq? I think it's more likely that they went to Shaq and were like, "What movie do you want to do? Here's some ideas." And boom, they went yeah, from idea to my, a movie. It, yeah, right. That's my guess, but. So the thing is, this came out the same year as Space Jam, like we said. But Space Jam came out later in the year. This was first. Mm. Right? So but it's at not... the same time, like I said, they probably knew it was being made. 
Oh, for sure. So yeah. Well, Space like, Jam was made like the year before and stuff too. Yeah. But it's it's not like they were competing for summer movies. You know, it's not right. like they were a couple weeks away from each other. And it was like, oh, Shaq versus MJ, just like on the court. It's also in the theaters. Like, I wish they had a commercial like that because oh, that would that be just that would have been amazing. Genie Ama- versus Looney Tune. Like, yeah, you show up at the theater and there's people with with Orlando Magic jerseys on and and Bulls jerseys on, and they're going to different movies. Like, <laughs> that would be amazing. True. I mean. You go I, to Space I Jam. Not, but... I, I wonder what the marketing would have been like for the Magic during that time. Though. That would have been crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Shaq was a big name in the in the mid to late '90s. I mean, he always has been. So I I kind of get that, but also that's not why you make a movie. You know, no. like you said, Mike. Ten weeks? Are you kidding me? Ten weeks? Things people don't even don't even do post production in ten weeks in in '96. Like, what were they doing? <laughs> like. But Obviously I will say not enough. I, it's a marketing. Get yeah. Around, yeah. If I do like, get around to watching Space Jam and New Legacy, this has set the bar. So I'll see if it right. falls below or slightly above. Oh, it has to fall above this. Come on. This <laughs> yeah, is, one of, the wor- this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> Honestly. Like, it's, well, it's, gentlemen, like I said, there's I, nothing redeeming about it. They should have gone with Sinbad. Nothing. At least it would have been funny. <laughs> the, have you seen the two and a half minute Sinbad? Com- uh, uh, it's not. It's like, is it like college humor or something like that? Yeah, yeah. funnier die skit. Yeah, it's like one of those. Minute. That's better than this entire movie. Oh, 100 percent. That, that, that Shazam. It's yeah, so it's funny. That, that is actually movie. really yeah. funny. If anyone hasn't seen that, like, search that out because it's really funny. Yeah, it's it's from a while ago, but it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, I, I'm somewhat sorry that I made you guys watch this, but. I don't know. I, I, it was something to laugh well, at. The only thing then, that's saving you, know. you, like I said, you kind of went dark side. You gave us this movie to suffer for an hour and a half. But in your defense, you know, you didn't see it before. You're curious. You didn't really know. You didn't do any that's research. True. You didn't. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be okay. good. I knew, but, but I didn't know it was going to be this bad. But, <laughs> but it is you've a now bomb. set. Yeah, yeah, you've now set the sort of precedent of like, you know, whoever wins some summer movie wager can pick, you know, anything can put their hosts through through torture. It's like the one thing that was nice about this movie is it was only an hour and a half, okay? Now imagine whoever wins it next and it's like, I, I, I got to pay Dave back for this crap, you know? Like, <laughs> what are they going to pick? They could well, pick a three-hour junker. You don't know what's going to well, happen. And, and Big Trouble in Little China was also pretty much the exact same length, but mm-hmm. but it was, it was great for that length. You know, like it was a good length for that movie. I think it could have... Used a couple yeah. of extra minutes, but that's also because it was a fun movie. Because it was, it was. Yeah, good to if watch, they're right? both quote unquote cheesy, at least Big Trouble had like redeemable qualities, you know. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Yeah. I think John Carpenter knew he was making. He must have known he was making like a cheesy film, right? Whereas yeah. Paul Michael Glazer was the director of this one, and he directed Running Man, which I actually love. Oh but yeah. I also yeah. Schwarzenegger. Shit, Running Man's so, great. Interesting choice to. Uh, I mean, what he did after that? Maybe <laughs> he needed a. Maybe he needed to pay his mortgage in eight weeks, and he got the paycheck two weeks in advance. And, yeah, because uh, it went from idea know. to film. So they're just like Shaq, Genie. Yeah, okay, I got this. He's like, oh, it's going to be in theater. It's going to be in theater in three months. Like, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. That's my next mortgage payment. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. Must no, have been that. It, that's what it seems like to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Well, okay. So next year. We'll see how movies go next year. Hopefully everything's a little bit in better shape so we can actually watch actual movies. Um, mm-hmm. Whether we go to the theater or not, doesn't really matter. We'll sort of just pick that. If not, 
I mean, either way, we can still do this. I think, I think going back 25, 20 years, 30 years, something like that, and sort of doing a wager like this is fun. And it's a good excuse to kind of watch these old movies. And, uh, you know, maybe in a couple months after we hit, we have some plans for a 100th episode after we hit that, maybe we'll go back to 97 or 87 or something like that. And we'll, uh, and we'll, and we'll, we'll move on from there. But until that time, uh, Mike, where's everyone gonna follow all our stuff and, uh, and catch that 100th and everything until then. Yeah, so uh, follow us on social media at Day Back In. That's across uh, most of social media platforms. And the podcast is called Back In My Day. Find us on your podcast app of choice. Rank it, uh, review, leave a little review, rating, subscribe. It all helps, and we appreciate it. That's it. Tell your friends, tell your family, all that. Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for putting up with uh, my movie choice, Mike. Thanks, thanks for your movie choice, honestly. <laughs> so at least I get to good. wash it down with some what if lid. Yes, there we go. So we got lots of good shows to talk about too. We've been watching what if. We've been watching Bad Batch. Those episodes will be coming up. We will be talking about those as well. So we are going to talk about our back in my day stuff, and we're also going to be talking about, of course, stuff that's going on now, especially on Disney Plus, because it seems like we're just can't turn away from that service so we're disney uh, shills we that's okay hey man it's a good time right it's a good time so that's about it yeah. so i got my daughter much. watching uh i got my daughter watching monsters at work and chippendale park life and if you have nice. if you have kids great kids movies or shows yes, yes. Yeah, Monst- we're just in touch with our childhood here on back in the day. It's all good. i mean that i mean really we just don't want to leave it behind right that's pretty much mm-hmm. it <laughs> so that's that's what we're going for here we can leave kazam behind but after that, we can sort of take everything else with us. So <laughs> that's my most recent memory of Shaq, and it is not okay. And it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I just watch an NBA game when the season picks back up. He'll be on there and on the panel. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks for joining me, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Green egg and hammock.